0: Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me on Basic Human Connections, where we're all just trying to make it through the COVID-19 pandemic, but together, we'll find a way. I'm your host, Brent, and I'm really excited you've decided to take some time out of your day to listen in and let everyone know they have a voice. It's a sunny Wednesday morning here in Olathe, Kansas. I think it might be week four of the pandemic. I'm not positive, they're all kind of running together. Uh, it definitely feels like day 247 by now, but it's all right. It gets a little crazy. Uh, kids were super wild last night. They're obviously getting pretty restless. So. It's been cold, so they haven't been outside as much, but we're figuring it out. It's getting warm, uh, bikes are getting used, and everyone's going to have a bit more room for activities. I know, like my family, a lot of you are starting to probably feel like your homes are small cages within a giant world, but hopefully this project is making it a little bit smaller. We recently activated the mentoring feature on the Facebook group, and that's exactly why. It's a huge world, and even though it's full of people, they all feel like they're a million miles away sometimes so hopefully this can build some bridges within the community and make sure that none of us are left feeling alone that's the point of the whole thing Uh, we're all in this together experiencing it at the same time and it's pretty easy to feel all alone and the loneliness hits quickly when it comes one example that showed me how small this world really is and how this project might help to make it actually feel that way happened last week i was emailing back and forth with one of the individuals that submitted a message to the podcast She mentioned missing her grandkids in the message and so I offered to have my kids stand in on Skype or something and offered to help with the yard work. It was an awesome exchange and I was really hopeful that we'd be able to help in some way. And uh, she followed up with the following response. Thanks for your kind note. Do you remember coming to my rescue when the dog was about to attack me? I still think of that moment. I did enjoy watching your boys ride their bikes around the cul-de-sac earlier this week. I was amazed that the little one could ride a bike already. I appreciate your offer to help with any outside chores and definitely will ask if I need something. It would be kind of fun if we had the entire street come out to their driveway. Everyone could say hi and see that we were all hanging in there. I was just touched by the openness of her initial letter and the fact that she trusted in me enough to even respond, uh, let alone to open up like she did. So obviously, I thought it was a pretty small price to pay just to offer to talk or do leaves or whatever. I guess now that I know who I was speaking to, uh, she may not take me up on that yard work. God knows it's not my strong suit and she sees that every day out her window. But uh, I just think this really shows that the slightest gesture can make a huge difference. And it's so awesome to have made this basic human connection. It's an amazing feeling to know that this is working and I can't wait to see it help all of you as well. I received a lot of feedback from various listeners of the intro episode, and I want to thank every one of you for showing that support, providing the feedback, and, quite frankly, for giving me the gift of your time. I know that even when we're stuck at home, that time is valuable, and the fact that you spent a little bit of it on me means a lot, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, I do want everyone to feel free to post your good vibes on the Facebook page and try to bring a smile to someone else's day. I know I like seeing the positivity Uh, You know, we're not trying to create a meme page or fill up timelines with funny little pictures off the internet, but we do want to see your family and what you're going through and we want to see what this little community is made up of. So let people know you're out there, wish them a happy day and let us know that you're having a good day. Or if you're comfortable sharing, let us know that you're not. Uh, But know that it's there for you and that it's all of ours. Uh, That's something I want to always remember and a message I want to get across all of the time, but this project is all of ours. You know, I might be the mouthpiece, but that's all that I am just a conduit for your messages and for your kindness. And please keep sharing that kindness around. It's a rare commodity these days. And a lot of us are in dire need of it right now. At this point, I want to jump into the highlighted organizations for the week. We have three, and it's probably not any that you've ever heard of. They're just simple, normal people that are doing whatever they can to help other people. They get it. They understand that the basic need right now is just simply people that are willing to help other people. Uh, The first one I want to highlight is the Kansas City Mutual Aid Facebook group. It is an incredible Facebook group in the KC metro area. Uh, if you simply want to help an individual or family out there have a specific service you're offering to those in need or have a specific need yourself it's going to be your place to go a couple things they really encourage include working groups and fundraising to support individuals as well as working groups specifically related to food and medical supply needs and they're also interested in supporting the marginalized folks out there like uh, bipoc lgbtqia plus the disabled and neurodivergent individuals out there and just about anyone else who may have trouble making their voices heard. There's a pretty constant stream of posts that are both looking for and offering to provide help uh, to individuals in the KC area, and but they keep it on topic. It's clear that it's not going to be used as a billboard to advertise your business, but rather to advertise your kindness and your desire to help others that are in need right now um eventually i would like to link the two pages in some way so individuals in need can easily find each other uh even if they start with us um, they'll be able to find the kc mutual aid program and And they'll be able to get the help they need, even if we're not able to provide it here at Basic Human Connections. People everywhere can benefit from what we're doing. If you do have a request but are uncomfortable asking publicly, let me know, and I'd be happy to submit it on your behalf. You shouldn't have to struggle unnecessarily simply because the court of public opinion can be harsh and unforgiving. The Kansas City Mutual Aid Group, though, um, they're there to help everyone, and that's a place that you can feel safe and, and loved. Um, So thank you, Bailey, for reaching back out to me this week, and I really look forward to working with you as we move forward through this pandemic, but uh, also afterwards, you're going to be a needed group for a very long time. Uh, The next group I'd like to highlight is the Virgil Sewing Circle. Um, This is a sewing circle that's in a teeny tiny town in southeastern Kansas called Virgil with a population somewhere around 60 to 70 near where I grew up. A small group of ladies from the town typically get together to create beautifully handmade rugs, but they've decided to put their projects to the side for now and make masks for the people in need. Uh, In case you're doing the math on a town with a population of 60 to 70 people, they do not have a doctor. No one specifically asked them probably to do this. They just are pros that could easily handle the chore and stepped up so they could outfit their friends, neighbors, and family and anyone else that they might possibly meet. But even with that said, you know, they could outfit all of those people in probably about a day and a half. So obviously, a lot of these are going to go to complete strangers that are in need, and the ladies are probably never going to meet them or know their name. Um, I doubt they even see very many pictures of the individuals wearing the mask that they made, but it doesn't matter. We're bound through this uh, horrible shared experience that's affecting not only the biggest cities, but the smallest towns as well. We're all one world. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that it doesn't get much smaller than Virgil, Kansas, but that doesn't mean that they aren't capable of making a huge impact on the world simply by caring enough to show a bit of kindness to a stranger in need. If you have donations or supplies uh, that you'd like to offer to the group, uh, they can be sent to following address. It's Virgil, UMW, care of Linda Snyder at P.O. Box 155 in Hamilton, Kansas 66853. And if you'd like to call and see what specifically is needed, phone number is 620-678-3346. I'm sure they'd be very happy to hear from you and uh, they'd be excited for anything that you could possibly provide. This information is going to be included in the episode description as well, uh, as well as contact information for all of the highlighted groups. So hopefully some of the ladies are able to hear this and uh, hear from some of you guys. And if so, they're going to know that even though they're helping complete strangers, uh, we know them and we know what they're doing, and we know how amazing they are, and we're gonna make sure that as many other people know as possible. Uh, the final group that I'd like to highlight tonight is actually an individual out of Olathe, Um, and this is just something I came across on Nextdoor. Uh, her name is Liz Lee, and uh, she's organizing a mask-making project. It seems to be one of many impromptu projects that I'm seeing pop up across social media, and she's definitely setting a great example when it comes to getting positive results. Uh, looked like it had been left in. For less than a day and tons of people had already offered to help sew or donate supplies and a number of individuals have already been responding that they're in need of the masks and are willing to pay Uh, but instead of allowing it to become a profit-making venture or any sort of thing like that she simply tells everyone to be safe and that there won't be a charge for the mask when they're finished Uh, she's just there to help out and wants to make sure that everyone is safe safe is obviously a pretty relative term in the COVID-19-laced society that we're trying to survive through, but if we all try to follow her example and just do whatever we can to help someone else, then a lot of basic connections will be made, and we can not just survive the pandemic, but flourish after as well. So thank you, Liz, and everyone else out there that's stepping outside of their comfort zone and learning something new to help others. Uh, now, one individual that I noticed commenting on Liz's post with some very important messages was Brian Wilson. He's an ER doctor at St. Luke's Community Hospitals, which have locations in Olaika, The Legends, 75th and Warnell, and Roland Park in the Casey metro area. Uh, Brian stepped in, into the conversation when individuals were discussing what fabrics are available and had some words of wisdom for everyone attempting to help. He said, you can use the HEPA filters for your furnace, cut out the pattern, and sew the mask around it. Make sure it fits snugly in all places, and then you have the equivalent to an N95 mask that would offer you the best protection. P.S. You will need to sew a little band across the bridge of the mask to mold it to the bridge of your nose for an airtight fit. Yellow surgical masks are adequate to go grocery shopping or run errands, but if you want the most protection, making masks from the HEPA filters is absolutely the way to go. Someone asked him as well uh, which ER he works out. He said... When someone asked which ER he worked at, he responded with, I've been in emergency medicine for 28 years and I'm now at the St. Luke's Community Hospitals. We provide excellent care at the community hospital locations and if you have a major problem, we will transfer you to a major medical center where the services you need are located. The community hospitals have x-ray, lab, CT scans, and can usually help with the most major conditions. We also have inpatient beds with hospitalists on staff for the admitted patients. They are wonderful places and much better than sitting exposed for three to four hours at the bigger hospitals. I can't imagine how worried I would be if me or one of my kids broke an arm or something serious right now. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near an emergency room before COVID-19 existed. I can't even begin to imagine it now, but there are options out there. A lot of individuals have to go to hospitals and medical facilities on a regular basis and their problems and afflictions didn't decide to just take a break for the pandemic. So check in on them, make sure they know their options and make sure they're okay. It'd be a pretty scary thought to think that you need to go to a doctor for life-saving treatment and that action could result in a life-threatening illness. So thanks, Brian, for all you and your peers are doing for all of us out here. And I appreciate everything you're doing, not just to treat, but to educate, uh, Brian was emphatic about the need to take the appropriate precautions and be aware of the facts, just to help others understand on his own time. You're all making sacrifices and you're doing some amazing things and just always know that they're getting noticed over here. The main feedback I received after the intro episode was the desire to hear more messages and hear what people have to say and what they're going through. And I completely agree. I want to give all of you a voice, and I understand that it's easier to talk about speaking up than actually doing it, but you still deserve the opportunity to tell your story, and that's what I'm here for. I'll be the conduit to get your story out there. If you would like to submit a story or message anonymously, it can be sent to tbhcpod at gmail.com. Feel free to say whatever is on your mind, good, bad, or indifferent. I'd like to hear what you have to say there have been an outpouring of messages from individuals wanting to anonymously share their stories, and that is before I've even had a real episode. The trust and hope and appreciation that I've received so far before I even started is incredibly humbling, and I hope I'm meeting all of your expectations. Please know that I may not be able to get to your message on the following episode, but, you know, we want to keep these relatively brief, so everyone has time to hear everyone, uh, but I will read it as soon as I possibly can, and just know that that Your voice will be heard, I'll make sure of it. The first letter that I received tonight says, I prefer to stay anonymous whenever you publish, if you please. I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy during this time. I wish you all the best. I am pregnant with my first baby this year, due in a few months. I was initially very excited about the baby, but due to the pandemic, I find myself extremely anxious and fearful. This is a time that should be all happiness for me and my husband, and I'm having a hard time enjoying it, which makes me feel guilty. I left my job when the pandemic hit because they weren't taking the threat seriously. I am very lucky that my husband works remotely and that I could stay home during this time. I just wish desperately that the pandemic would end so I could see my family and have a normal pregnancy. I have to hope that nothing goes wrong as well, as my doctor doesn't want me to go to the ER due to possible exposure to COVID-19. Again, thank you for reaching out to the community. I wish you luck on your project. Take care. I received this message just a couple hours after recording the first episode, so I let her know that was the case and asked her if she could listen to the unedited version even though it didn't contain hers, along with everyone else who did submit, so I could get their approval to use their words and get feedback on the content of the episode itself. I didn't want anyone to disapprove of what I was doing after the public had access to their words, so I thought it was vital to have their confirmation before moving forward, to ask for permission instead of forgiveness for once in my life. This is the response I received from her just a couple hours after I'd sent her the link to the episode. It was clear that she immediately listened and was excited to take down her notes and send them back to me. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to retype the notes i took by hand while listening to the podcast i hope feedback is acceptable and helpful you mentioned it before and i really wanted to help if i could i don't want to step on your toes though this is so great uh, at this point she proceeded to give me a full breakdown with uh constructive criticism at various increments throughout the podcast explaining what she liked and what she would change and uh give me little pointers to work on and whatnot and it was Amazing and uh, I don't know that it's necessary to list it line by line right here in this podcast but it really was it was very helpful for me and if you listen to the first podcast and then listen to this one you're gonna hear a lot of those pointers in action and I hope she's uh, proud of that I was able to pick those that message and actually implement implement it and and learn from her and be helped by her here's how she responded after the specific notes throughout the podcast, thank you for including me. All the best to you and yours and please don't hesitate to let me know how else I can help being immunocompromised has me feeling down. This gave me a sense of purpose, and I feel like I can't even help my own family who live thirty minutes away and have to rely on my sisters to pick up my slack when I am the one who always goes and helps them. I wish I felt comfortable getting them groceries or but being pregnant makes everything harder because I I don't want to put my baby at risk. Anyway, I'm rambling, but thank you. You know, initially I thought about how scary it must be to be pregnant right now, but at least her and her husband are home together where they're safe. But still to have so much of the happiness of your pregnancy stolen away and to have your happy tears changed to sad just seems criminal. I'm sure that she's finding a way to shut off the scary thoughts from time to time and smile but I know how impossible that must usually seem. It's really nice to hear that this project was able to provide her a means to help someone else from the safety of her home. And honestly, I'm incredibly grateful for that help and that feedback. I think it's probably relatively obvious by now that I don't know what the hell I'm doing over here. And more often than not, I'm starting back at square one when I think probably most people would be finishing up the cast. But having her not just listen to the episodes, but take enough time to take detailed notes and provide such honest feedback is pretty incredible. You know, I requested the feedback so I could improve and I thought it was a pretty simple request. But now that I see what goes into that, um, you know, I see that I'm requesting the gift of someone's time and I'm extremely thankful for her generosity. Her notes were overly kind and supportive and they probably overlooked a ton of glaring issues. But they were extremely helpful notes and you know probably the most helpful part was that i know now that i was helping someone that the podcast is on the right track and that it's doing its job already even when we're just starting um, but i do know that i've got a lot to learn and a lot of improvements to make so i'd love to hear whatever you have to say about what you're hearing and you know you don't have to be as nice as she was but i prefer if you broke the news to me gently uh, either way i just want to hear it i want to know it and i want to know that What you're telling me is what you truly feel in your heart and that this is doing something for you. Here's the second letter for the show. Hi, I will try to keep this short, but may be unsuccessful. I am in my fifties with no children and have worked as a sales rep for 20 plus years. I'm blessed they are paying me my full 40 hour wages and full guaranteed commissions for both March and April so far. With that being said, I can live my life pretty normally. I found myself asking mom, is this what retirement feels like? I've been able to help others tremendously, which I love being able to do with my free time and money. So far, I've donated blood at the blood drive and donated my time at harvesters since so many are unwilling or unable. Some things do bother me. It has been difficult to change my life routine since stores are no longer 24 hours. And when I did work before COVID-19, it was from 11 to 9, so I would enjoy shopping at Walmart after work when no one was really there. I do find myself internally questioning or panic around sunset every day. Stores are closing. Do I need anything? I don't, but the thought of not having 24-hour access anymore brings me anxiety, I guess. It's hard to explain. I've enjoyed staying at home and working from home and they assign me to be a customer service rep until my store reopens i love spending time with my animals but i do worry now about their anxieties when life moves on and we all have to go back to work and leave them all alone once again i hope it doesn't bring on behavior problems my ex-husband moved in with me about a year or so before covid19 after his mother died it's been nice reconnecting we're best friends now we actually get along better now since we have our own separate rooms and separate bathrooms It cuts down on a lot of unnecessary arguments. We probably should have done it 15 years ago. He still has the work, but he has limited access to the public, so I don't worry too much. My mother is compromised, so I do all of her shopping for her. Since she has Crohn's though, she will eventually have to leave for her infusion. So I have to pray that all will go well. My visually impaired sister is who I worry about the most. She gets a little bit of disability money from the government, but. Not enough to support herself, so she's working at a grocery store for the rest. She was handing out samples before COVID-19. Now they have her cleaning grocery carts, but the customers have been kind of nasty, she said, since they don't have toilet paper, and wipes, and sanitizer, etc. It makes me worrisome, and I want to protect her. I've told her to go home, to quit, that it's not worth the verbal abuse and the COVID-19 exposure for the minimum wage that she's making, but she likes her coworkers, and she's loyal to her employer and she feels she is doing a service to her community. I just pray she doesn't get sick. You know, it's great to hear that financially things are decent. I'm sure that helps the situation a lot, but she still has some incredible stresses to deal with. She's been able to reconnect with her ex's friends, which is awesome, but that probably doesn't make it that much easier to deal with the situation at hand. Uh, It has to be tough to try to take care of her mother at home, but at least she's able to stay there primarily. You know, she's gotta double her mother who's able to stay at home with the fact that she's got a sister that's dealing with disabilities, um, but she still has to face that public. A public that could be pretty uh, pretty harsh to strangers when it's having a rough go. I'm pretty sure she didn't take all of those supplies that they want and need. And maybe if they stopped for a moment and thought about what she might be going through, about what anybody around them might be going through, they'd offer her a hand up instead of just lashing out You know, it can be really hard to be nice to some people sometimes, but it takes just as much energy to be mean. I'd like to hope we want our neighbors to not have to suffer just because we are, that we are all willing to help them learn from our mistakes and that we are always willing to to help our neighbors out whenever we're able to. Hopefully things do improve for her sister as soon as possible, and she starts experiencing the kindness that we all have inside. We just have to be willing to share some of it. The third letter that I'm gonna read today, uh, also requested that she remain anonymous. I'm 60 years old, 61 in June if I don't get sick. I was scheduled to go see my mother who is 78 and living in New York City. It is terrible there. By the end of April, the death toll will be in the tens of thousands. My mother and daughter, who I worry about every minute of every day, live together in New York. I've learned how to use Zoom and we all had dinner together this evening, myself, My oldest daughter, my mom, my youngest daughter, my brothers, and their families. It's difficult, and sometimes I get emotional. They are finding certain things difficult to find now, when it comes to food especially. I will be sending a care package this weekend. I work in a grocery store and have the ability. I'm so grateful. I'm home on a two-week paid leave, and I'm cleaning out stuff and putting things aside for a grocery sale if I can ever do it. I'm also gardening. I'm probably never going to retire. This sucks. I'm a nutritional health coach and I enjoy helping people. But now I'm just afraid all the time. I hope this helped you, because it helped me a little. Smile. That has to be so stressful and it has to make her feel so helpless all the time to have individuals that you love so much. and feel such a responsibility for being a battlefield and not be able to do hardly anything about it it just doesn't seem fair to have to sit here and see the pictures and hear the stories of doctors and individuals on the front lines in new york and to know how horrible it is and and then to hear that individuals that have managed to escape the virus itself so far are struggling to get food even though they're relatively healthy they still can't get what they need And even to just attempt getting that food, it means they're going to come into contact with so many individuals that could be sick. You know, maybe it's just a simple walk to the store and you're only going to come into contact with 10 people. But what if each of those 10 people came into contact with 10 others? And so on and so forth. All of a sudden, you've affected or been affected by thousands of individuals on that simple short walk. I don't want this to seem overly scary, but I hope it does seem motivating um, you know, to wash your hands and be safe and think that it's not just about your own health, but everyone else's health around you. I really do hope that you know she's able to have a lot more Zoom calls, and, and I hope the care package went well last weekend. Um, I was really disappointed I didn't have time to let all of the listeners know that it was going to happen, but there's going to be a lot more opportunities, I'm sure. Uh, There's no shortage of people that are struggling to eat and struggling to provide the simple necessities that some of us still are able to take for granted in this society, you know, and we just have to find those people and get them the help that they need. You know, I truly hope that this episode has helped you find some peace and maybe a smile or two. I appreciate you sharing this time with me and the rest of our neighbors and to those who took the time to submit messages, I'm overwhelmingly grateful. It takes an amazing amount of strength and taking that chance will hopefully help inspire all of us to to help each other and help ourselves if you'd like to submit a message it can be sent to tbhcpod at gmail.com if this doesn't feel anonymous enough please let us know so we can look for better ways to make every one of you 100% comfortable i'm so glad i was able to highlight the three groups tonight that are doing so much to help others in this time of need i'm going to list all of them in the show notes as well as on our Facebook page, but uh, tonight we went over the Kansas City Mutual Aid Facebook group, uh, the Virgil, Kansas, UMW mass-making efforts, and Liz Lee, specifically, uh, her mass-making efforts in Maletha. Uh You know, hers is just a small piece of everything else that I'm seeing on Nextdoor, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, and basically anywhere else I look, it's just a matter of wanting to see it. It's horrible to see this kind of pain around us and it's a lot easier to look away. But sometimes it's necessary to see it so we know when someone needs to stand up and help someone else in need and start the change that all of us need so badly right now. I do hope you'll join us on our Facebook group. Um, You can find us at Basic Human Connections for show notes, links to additional information discussed and highlighted charities and really just overall good vibes. Now, while you're there, I hope that you'll let me know where you'd like to listen at. I'm always looking for new and better ways to reach anyone out there that's struggling to make their voice heard. And if you tell me where that place might be, I'll be happy to put an episode there. So please subscribe, rate, and review wherever that is and tell all of your friends about us. That way we can grow this community and we can really start building those basic human connections and and caring for one another the way that we should have been all along, but the way that we can moving forward. The last thing I'd like to think about is the fact that our kids are suffering through this even more than a lot of us adults are. And even though we can't see or always hear it, they are. They can't see their friends or teachers, and they can't play like normal. Seeing someone their own size can strike fear instead of joy. Don't forget, you know, we're all going to get irritable at a time like this, uh, but most adults at least have the luxury of understanding why. All children really know is that everyone's in a bad mood and They keep getting yelled at if they touch anything and they can't even make their own voice hard enough for anyone to know how sad they are about it. You know, if they get to that place where they finally had too much, be patient with them and be nice and try to think of their emotional needs. You know, maybe if you set up calls with their friends or family and teachers, uh, you know, it'd be nice if they had video. So it's almost like they can pretend they're together for a short time, but even just hearing a voice over the phone could probably do amazing things for their morale. Also, If you know a parent that's going through this with school-aged kids, reach out and ask them how they're doing or ask them how their kids are doing. Offer to read their child a book over zoom or help them with a few math problems. Some days you can feel like 30 minutes of quiet time could be the only hope for a parent's sanity and sanity can be pretty fleeting right now when we're trying to raise a family through this COVID-19 tainted reality. Have you asked your children how they're doing? You know please feel free to relay their experiences as well as what you're going through as you become a teacher or have backyard campouts or movie nights and virtual play dates maybe you'll accidentally give someone a sanity saving idea that gets them through another day you know sometimes in this situation another day is the only thing you can really hope for i'd like to finish now with some quotes by fred rogers you know as much as i keep saying that we need to be good neighbors i thought we should probably learn from the best his first quote reads, When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Play is often talked about as if it were a relief from serious learning. But for children, play is serious learning. Play is really the work of childhood. The final that I'm gonna to read today, is knowing that we can be loved exactly as we are, gives us all the best opportunities for growing into the healthiest of people and I think we can extend that to the healthiest of society. You know I want to thank you again for giving me this time and and listening and please know that I love each and every one of you. I hope that you always remember to care about your neighbors and that you're willing to be wrong and that you demand to learn something new every single day. Thank you and goodbye.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in space. Getting strong today. A giant step each day. All I want in life is a little bit of let to take the pain away. Getting strong today. A giant step each day. All I want in all I want in life.